you're listening to the Otaku Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo! And you have been listening to Mukai Kazu, or Mukai Kaze by Yoko, which is the opening for Mau, which is the show we're going to talk about today. Mayo? So, so, you actually watched it? Yeah, Chris told me I couldn't watch the shows I want to watch, and I had to watch Mau. <laughs> so, there. Uh, but yeah, the Japanese name is Mao Mao Yusha, which is a, a show that uh, Chris had reviewed a long Quite time ago, a while ago back yeah. in what was it, uh, winter twenty thirteen, mm-hmm. and Andrew didn't watch it, right? And our review for it was kind of a little short. Yeah, and, and, that's and, that how it was back then. Yeah, we were pretty short on them. I I I think I was a little bit hard on it, and I don't even think I was really hard on it. If you if you go back and look, listen to it, I I kind of I like I really a four praised out of five, it. Didn't you? Yeah, I think I think a I did. Five maybe. Yeah, I, I I praised it a lot for a foundation that it had built, and yet at the end, I felt like things didn't reach the potential that I was I was seeing that was made here. So it was like great world, great characters, but nothing completely followed through so how i feel about it now it's a little bit different but we'll get into that yeah yeah i think a lot of that time was spent (laughs) talking about how people were bashing the name (laughs) yeah um but yeah that was something i kind of found funny when i was actually making our outline for this because like yeah they really do have kind of goofy names (laughs) but it's fine when they sound when they're when they're in japanese so it, it works out okay in that in that regard uh, but yeah, I, I ended up not touching it. Um, and over time, I kind of started growing this fear from Chris that it was this show that had like a very bad drop-off point, so it didn't reach a potential. And so I was constantly kind of going, no, nah, I really have no care to... Because I, I hate that kind of thing. And so it was kind of funny when we went to finally watch it, Chris is like, wow, that really wasn't as bad as I thought. And I'm like, yeah, technically I really only had one a problem with one scene towards the end that kind of irked me that it was there so we can kind of get in that over time but yeah it was on the right stuff sale for 2015 and went up buying it and chris said we need to really not watch this because i'm liking it i just watched an episode of it so you need to watch it so we watched it so here's here's our joined all at it review of mao that we can just kind of delete the old one off of our podcast list right <laughs> Um, but yeah, this one takes place in a world, kind of a fantasy setting, uh, where mankind and demons are constantly at each other. Uh, there is a kind of a an area of land where the demons are at, and there's an area of land where the humans are at, and they're constantly at war with each other. And at some point, uh, a group of heroes, who are a band of really powerful and strong warriors, uh, are out on the battlefield, and at some point, the quote-unquote hero, or Yusha... He decides that he is going to break off from the group and go straight after the demon lord. Her, uh, the demon lord itself. <laughs> and when he rushes down the halls by himself all the way through these hallways and reaches the demon lord chamber, he finds a very beautiful woman uh, whose name is Mao or demon lord. And he's kind of thrown off, like, this is this can't be the demon lord. Where's the demon lord at? I'm expecting this like, gigantic, monstrous being... And yet here's this this beautiful lady that's before me. And she's like, Yeah, I'm 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 the demon lord and uh but I've been waiting for you. Um 
and he's like, but I have to slay you. And she's like, no, that, that you don't really have to. I'm, I've been waiting for you for a long time because I want you to be my partner kind of thing. And they kind of take a moment after he kind of swings his sword around a couple times hesitantly. And they finally sit down and talk to each other. She presents to Yusha the idea of joining together. Um, he's kind of upset by the idea that demon lords are, or the demons are constantly, you know, attacking the humans. There's a lot of death happening. Uh, demons are evil. And she's like, well, the same time the humans are evil because they're doing the same exact thing to us. So there's this kind of medium point where they realize that there's two sides that both have their issues. They both have been killed. They both have murdered and that we can find some kind of peace in, in the middle. He wants to stop the war, but she's kind of pointing out that there's this aspect of the worlds are using the war to maintain balance in the economies and, and the locations. And without war, other things happen. So you have to kind of create a foundation before you just stop the war. And it kind of seems that's where it kind of progresses to. He kind of finally agrees to, okay, I'll, I'll be your Yusha and you can be my Mao. We're going to be together. We're going to be partners and try to kind of find some kind of way of bringing peace about the world. And so they go together uh, without the knowledge of anybody, really, and go off to create some kind of uh, foundation that they can work off of. And she's really quickly seen as being very, very smart. She's bringing about a lot of technologies that mankind don't know about. Uh, she's inventing things like... Uh, Simple things like how to how to do crops, what kind of crops to create to, for best in, in certain environments. And she's quickly called the Crimson Scholar. Many people are bringing her knowledge to their works to better mankind. And at the same time, in the background, you still have this ongoing war and trying to dismantle it from the outside, pretty much is right. what I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 definitely like Chris said. It's definitely a fascinating world. I mean, we were we were trying to figure out exactly locations of certain happenings in the show, and we brought out this entire. There's an entire map of this world that they have created. All these different factions within that map, different uh, ecosystems, different uh, the gates, the gates, of the demon world, the demon world itself. There's just there's so much that they built around this world that they don't even touch on. They kind of dabble a little bit here and there, but there, it's just a very, very big world with a very deep and interesting kind of mechanics to it that they scratch the surface on a lot of it. But yeah, I kind of agree with them in the idea that, man, I can see this show just having season after season after season after season. So yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things. It's, it's, it's like, if you have been looking for kind of a natural um, partner piece, I wouldn't say it would be a, an extension. It would be a partner piece to like Spice and Wolf. In my opinion, this is that show. This is absolutely the show that just kind of, it works on a simple premise. It's very believable. It's very into the mechanics of things that are going on in this world. And it's, and it's, and yet it's not, it's not so outside of your 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 scope that you feel stupid watching this show. It's it's just these are the things, and you're like, wow, I didn't know corn could do that, but yet at the same time, it makes perfect sense. 
or just doing these different different little tweaks to things that you've already heard of, but yet it could increase the the potential of different things. And I like how that works. And um, at the same time, it does have darker themes in there. You do, some they they talk about slavery. They talk about heretics, the church, yeah, and heretics, flagging, all. and oh yeah. So I mean, it's it was it's, funny because it was like Chris always get complains whenever I suggest shows like Kerr and I or something like that or Bacano, and he's like, "But those are so dark." And then we get to this one point of the show where it just gets really dark, and I'm like, "You're upset about Bacano, and that just happened." This show is dark. What are you talking about? That was painful. I okay. I almost want to point oh out gosh. a scene that I do know about that's in Bacano, and there is nothing in this show that comes close to that scene. That was bad with her, though. The that dancing was, in the her. dancing in a particular room. That was bad for her, though. Yeah, it really sucked for her, though. Yeah, I will admit to that. But no, it did. This this show shines in its character interactions and its story as a whole, and then the world. It's like you have characters, you have world, and you have story all fleshed into this show. And I just think it it really does shine as a true gem. Yeah, when you were, I think the point in which you were saying that it has a lot of similarities to Spice and Wolf was the point in which I was like, okay, I want to watch this. Like that, that sold me. Um, I kind of want to make sure that people understand what that means. When we say the similarities to Spice and Wolf is it has a similar, it has a similar style to what it's doing. Like it, it is a lot about here is this world and this is like a lot of the economic stuff behind it. This is how things, this is how things work and this is how you can manipulate it to make it work better or worse or manipulate it to get you gain. And that's where I think it has that, that similarity. I don't think the show has as strong as a character duo as Spice and Wolf. Whereas you had Spice and Wolf, you had the, the two main characters. Them playing off each other was a lot of that show. Whereas Yusha and Mao in this show have their moments, but I don't think they shine very well together because they're just not together enough. Because there's, I would a, have there's to a reason agree that. behind that, but... They're not together as much as you have with Spice and Wolf, where no, they're, a lot they're, of humor and jokes are with that. I, I agree with you. I, they, they're they not together enough, but the times that they are together, I think they do kind of shine together. But they don't have the same reason as Spice and Wolf. Spice, Spice and Wolf's a lot of teasing. This one's a lot of kind of awkward romance, I, got I would you. say. I got you. Um, but at the same time, this one has more of a connection and just romance that's just... It's there, and it's constantly there, whereas Spice and Wolf, you're kind of constantly questioning it. <laughs> <laughs> will they, won't they? <laughs> yeah, will they, won't they kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I, I I got a lot of appreciation for this show probably midway through it when it started getting into the demon world and kind of showing the other side. They do well in this in a kind of behind enemy lines kind of thing where you're kind of seeing the other side and how it's affecting the other side. Humanizing... What's not human pretty much is what it is. You're 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 kind of seeing those similar uh, architecture and stuff, but it's demons instead, and you're seeing how they're affected by the war. 
a lot of that was in the Gate City. I liked a lot of the Gate City stuff because it kind of showed that medium neutral area. I think that I think that what what I think both of us are trying to imply, and I think that it's kind of I, I guess it just needs to be flat out said, is one of the things that does shine about this show is that it's it's almost a neutral party. It's like you're looking at this show as a neutral party. It doesn't matter if it's the the humans or the demons or who it is. There is good and there is bad. And it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't say these are the guys that are always being beaten. Well, I guess in a way the slaves, but that's that's another animal altogether. You're 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 they're going not slaves. They're seraphs. They're insects. <laughs> the the my my point being is that it, there's evils being done on both sides, and it doesn't it doesn't shy away from it. It just kind of says you as a neutral party, you're looking at this, and here's how we can fix that. And that's I think that's one of the things that does shine about this show. Agree? Disagree? Yeah. yeah. Um, I also kind of. I was early on a little bit kind of conflicted with how they were handling Mao because it kind of put her more on the human front and it didn't seem like she was too bothered by the idea that she was essentially helping her side. It seemed like she was helping her side or helping the human side for quite a while while ignoring the demon side. And then it kind of went into Yusha trying to help the demon side. So it was almost like this let's switch sides, but it wasn't really particularly said to do that. Right. So it almost felt like the entire time that Mao was ignoring her people, and I wasn't quite understanding why she was so disconnected other than maybe the fact that she's a demon and that they don't really see that kind of connection as humans do. Well, I was thinking it was more along the lines of she thought that dealing with the human side was what would save her people. Or it would be kind of the, starting yeah. out, maybe, I don't know. I It's just, it was it was a little bit bothersome in that idea, and I... I, I like I said, I just I felt disconnected there, but it kind of came around in the end. Um, I also kind of like the the way they kind of handled the church aspect. I I think if anything ever really bothers me is it's that that trope idea of well this is all going good now the church has to see that it's bad and let's let's make the church out to be the demons, but they still kind of handle that well. Using night, I think was the best way that they kind of resolved that. But for a while there, I was kind of fearing how they were going to do that because. It's not that it offends me, but it's more of a fact that it just it feels lazy when some writers use that. Like it's just a very lazy way of making a conflict. Like we think this because it scares us. Easy writing, but the way that they handled it with this one, it it felt really, really kind of it felt kind of cool in the end. And I liked how they were handling even after things were kind of resolved. It, it's it's got a lot of really clever writing in. A lot of the scenarios they do, it, it just there's really li- very little areas in which I go. Okay, I guess I can have to go with that. I I don't want to accept that that was that simple. It's always the way they handle the situations. It's always, yeah, that's really clever. I like how they handle that. It's very good writing throughout this entire show. Um, but yeah, I I guess to get to back to the original complaint that I think we only really had for the original show, which Chris re- when Chris originally reviewed it, was the element of does it cut off? Does it feel like it it doesn't have a conclusion? The show itself, I would honestly say, has a conclusion. The show itself is very self-contained. It has a great beginning. It has a great ending. Um, my only complaint 
throughout the entire show in that regard is that there is a single scene, I think in the last episode, that they have this kind of gathering, and they're talking about what they're going to do to stop everything or mess everything up. And it was a good, I don't know, five-minute scene of all this buildup of we're going to do something, we're going to wreck everything, and then I'm constantly for the rest of that episode wondering if there was going to be the last minute somebody jumps in and attacks and they stop them but nothing ever happens so that one scene five minute scene of all this stuff was like that was totally novel bait so <laughs> i don't know why that was there so i guess i can just erase that from my mind because it had no significance whatsoever to the show but outside of that one scene the rest of the show did well it great writing good characters and a solid into it, so. But yeah, I definitely think there's so much more they can do with this world because they've created, they basically made the foundations of a world, and they've they've shown this map, and there's so much more that they can dive into. Does it is it needed for the show to be successful? No, this show itself is a very good self-contained story, and I can close the book and walk away and be happy. But also at the same time, I'm going to be perfectly welcoming <laughs> if you want to go ahead and throw out another season out there. Kind of <laughs> More than happy to yeah. take another season. <laughs> I, I I I wholeheartedly agree. I I like I said when I when I first watched it, I think I felt very very. I I even questioned not necessarily that scene. I I it almost felt like there was. I, I felt a lot more satisfied coming out of it this this time around, and it's like I don't know if maybe I just felt like I got more out of it the second time around, or if if there was an extra couple scenes that felt like they closed things off. I I don't know, but one thing I do know is I feel a lot more satisfied finish finishing out this time, um, and I am very happy with the show. I I I what Andrew was talking about earlier when I went, went when we had it on the shelf it was driving me nuts I, I had to see how it looked on the blu-ray and when I popped it in there I, I'm, I'm just getting sucked up by the by the the interaction between Mao and and Yusha in the first episode I absolutely adored that their interactions to each other and I wanted to watch so much more of the show and I was like no I gotta wait for Andrew I, I, I really really want to watch it with him and um that's why it kind of bumped up really fast on my episode or my show list. So yeah, I, I, I can't do anything but suggest this show. I truly, truly love it. I think it's an absolute gem. I would only say the, the only kind of thing that I was a little bit let down on was the mage girl. <laughs> it was funny. Cause they had this whole moment yes. of like the mage girl rushed in there or they call her mage. She's on a Mahao Tatsukai, which is basically mage or female mage, mm-hmm. and they they're like the mage rushed in there to find you, and now you're out here. You need to go get her. And he's like, okay, I'm gonna go get the mage. And then Mao's like, well, you can have this armor, but you're just running off for a girl, aren't you? And he's like, well, yeah, I kind of am. And then he teleports out. And so this entire time for like a few episodes, I'm going. Wait, wasn't he supposed to be looking for the mage? <laughs> like he's he's doing all this stuff with the demons, and that's cool. But weren't you supposed to be looking for the mage? And then at some point, they have this whole ceremony that Mao has to go to, and she bumps into her, and I'm like, 
it's the mage. She finally shows up like <laughs> eight episodes in. Where the hell was she this entire time? Yeah, I think that that was one of those things that kind of bugged me the first time that like I watched a, it. Did we? Oops. Was that an oops? Yeah, I, it's that, like it's that like it was the only oops in this entire show. Yeah, so don't get me wrong. Because here. she absolutely intrigued me. I wanted to know what was going on with her, and yeah, I never got very it. Inter- that was probably one of the ones I wish there was a lot more into, but she was interesting in the fact that she had like three personalities to mm. her, and they were always constantly there. It was, you can kind of call it a split personality, but I almost think it's like a possession thing. Each one takes turns controlling the body, yeah. and it was kind of interesting how that was. Really and I awesome. think that they were they were each tied to a different element, so like fire and and mm. uh, and uh, ice and whatever. Physique or something, because like yeah. I wanted to was doing teleporting. Um, but yeah, I was like how... Yusha is like really powerful <laughs> and every now and then they finally decide to show it and it's always just kind of comical like the this whole this kind of showing that they were trying to do to this large yes. group and he does a stupid pose and he's like okay that wasn't enough okay well let me go ahead and just shoot a little bolt and he shoot his entire mountainside explodes <laughs> and he's like maybe that's a little bit too much and everybody's going crazy yay <laughs> and yeah the, yeah that was a couple points that we did that it was was pretty cool um, yeah, it was definitely a good show. Um, and it's hard to talk about any of the, and understand we're talking about kind of the more, more fun and, and cool aspects of this show. There is some other very, very serious, and, and we kind of implied it by what we were saying earlier, but we can't really talk about them much because they're kind of, you exploring those is something that is kind of the the flavor of this show and the crux it, of a lot of the drama. Yeah. You can't really get into it without exactly. It's like, else. because you've got down here, young merchant, young merchant is very interesting character. And he's voiced by Yato. Yeah. And he's Yato. Or I mean, he's one of the, one of the coolest characters. I would love to tell you about the, the Emoto maid. She's just adorable and sweet, but that goes into big sister maid. And that is some she really interesting. So much yeah. development. She was definitely one of probably the most developed characters in the show. Um, and, and, yeah, and it, I mean, that's something that probably people should be aware of. It gets into to, to flogging. It gets into rape. It gets into slavery. It gets into a lot of dark mat- subject point. It doesn't get – some of those they get into visually, but a lot of them are just kind of – yeah, there was, there was something happening with rape kind of things. It wasn't really showing stuff like that. But a lot of them are shown, or more of the violent aspects are kind of shown. They, they show you visually what is happening to these people. So it does get very dark in those regards. Yeah, yeah. So be aware of that. Um, but yeah, it was it was definitely a, a great show, and I'm definitely happy Chris told me to watch it. Even though I keep making him watch shows that he doesn't like, I will continue to watch, make him watch shows that he's not gonna <laughs> like. And every now and then he'll make me watch shows that I don't like. I and and, and this is one of those things because I think I already know the answer. But do you think that this was okay to put off Monogatari for a little bit for? No, no. See. I'll never agree to that. <laughs> Bakamonogatari needs to be done here soon. So, um, but I'm I'm with you on the idea that it's one of those struggles of I want to get into the Bakamonogatari, but I'm with you on the idea that it's going to be a lot of investment. And yes, <laughs> I do agree with you. That there's a lot of shows that I want to make you watch, like her and I, and we want to watch Hotabane Red Red May. I want to watch Kino's Journey. I want to watch Bakano and all those ones. But we'll get to them. We'll get them all eventually. Yeah, we will. Yeah. With with the system that you were talking about, I think that will be all right. As long as we keep chunking out one show each week, we'll get it. We'll get them all. Just take us a year. 
And then we'll do another right stuff sale and get in a bunch of more shows. <laughs> Uh, well, we hope you guys enjoyed this review of Mao, even though we went outside tangent towards the end there. Uh, Mao, Mao Yusha, which is a great show. Definitely recommend it. Go out and watch it. Get the Blu-ray. It's on do. Funimation, isn't it? Or is it Cr- Crunchyroll? It would probably be on... Yeah, it's on Crunchyroll because it's not a Funimation show. It was a Sentai Filmworks show. So if you want to go buy it, Sentai Filmworks released it. Or go to Crunchyroll. I would suggest the, the Blu-ray, but, you know, if you want to... Taste test it first. I mean, yeah, that that's Crunchyroll. I I watched it the first time on Crunchyroll, so <laughs> it's not not an insanely visually standout show. It does get pretty artistic early on. It looked very beautiful. I think later on they kind of just kind of got to a style and stuck with it to keep with budget or whatever. Um, but it's still a good looking show all the way through. None of, none of it really stood out as oh my gosh, this looked bad. It was it was pretty consistent throughout the entire show. Yeah. Once they once they got done doing some amazing stuff in the first episode, they kind of found a, a medium point and stuck with it. So mm-hmm. definitely good. Yeah. But yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed. We thank you all for listening and y'all take care. Os. Oh I, I guess I can say that we're closing with uh <laughs> Unknown Vision by Akino Arai. Arai. Which both 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 the opening and the ending I thought were really gorgeous music, so yeah. Yeah. all right, later.